Hey, welcome to the Outside Church in Port St. Lucie, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. Hope it encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Well, praise the Lord. I'm glad to be in the house that's alive. The Bible says, great is the Lord and greatly to be. Do you realize your praise should reflect who God is? Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. See, that's what I love when I came in here and I hear all the shouting, I hear all the praising because you know how great your God is. Come on, somebody. You know you wouldn't be anywhere without the love of the Lord. Amen. And I tell you, man, I, the presence of God is in this place. You need to give it up for the worship team, the praise team. I mean the oil that's on it. I thought our church was something. Our church, man, we, we like to run and jam, dance and we got a choir and, and it's about 90, 90% black. And we just take off and have church. But then when I came in here, I was like, man, I feel at home. I feel at home. I'm, I'm thankful for your pastors. You got the greatest pastors that I know. And if you're anywhere in this area, you need, and this is your first time, you just, you just found yourself a home. Because I, I tell you, um, your pastors are some of the most loving pastors, God-fearing pastors. And, 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 and the Bible says that, that he is a very present help in the time of need. Is he not? And your pastor always reflects Christ. Because anytime I'm ever in, in need, I'm getting a text. Hey, man, I, I just feel led to pray for you. It's, it's almost like he's a very present help. Every time I've been in need, hey, I'm just thinking about you. You need anything? That's your pastor. That, that tells me the heart that he has. And, and, and I'm telling you, you're, you're the biggest secret in Port St. Lucie. I know y'all making some splashes, but I'm telling you, there's a lot of people that don't even know who y'all even exist up here. And the word's about to get out. The word's about to get out. Well, I'm thankful. Let, can we just pray? Let me pray over you. Will you pray over me while I pray for you? Heavenly Father, I thank you for outside church. Lord, I thank you for the heart of this house. I thank you for the pastors of this house. Lord, I thank you for the families that are represented in this house. All the houses that are represented in this house. And Lord, I just pray as you begin to speak. Lord, speak to them. Speak to their situation. Speak to their need. Speak to their home. Speak to their life. Lord, we know your word is spirit and life. And we are thankful for your word tonight. And we give you praise and glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Come on, can you give the Lord one more praise this evening? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Oh. Oh, there's none. There's none. There's none. 
You know, when she was up here and she was just talking, you can sit down. I like the flow. I may, may not even get to my notes. But when she was up here and she was saying about the lady with the issue of blood, you know, a lot of times we come to church so that we can get a touch from him. But the lady of blood was looking and said, no, no, no. I wasn't looking for a touch from him. I was going to touch him. See, there's a difference in saying, Lord, touch me. Or no, no, I come to touch you. I come to touch you with my worship. I come to touch you with my praise. See, when, when, when it's, a, it's, a, it's a different mentality. It's a different posture. Because I can promise you this. He can walk right by you. And if you're not desiring to touch him, he won't touch you. How many times did you read through the Bible that says he was there to heal them? But none got healed. He just walked right by. Blind Bartimaeus. Bible says that he was passing by. Knowing that blind Bartimaeus is in need. Jesus wasn't going to stop just because he was in need. He's not moved by your need. He's moved by your desire. And so blind Bartimaeus begins to cry out. And, and they try to shut him down. And, and he says, everyone was talking. And, and blind Bartimaeus, the Bible says he heard that they said, Jesus of Nazareth was passing through. Now see, what other people saw was different. You re Can I come down? Blind Bartimaeus saw it differently than everybody else. Here, they said Jesus of Nazareth was passing through. What, was they, what were they saying? They were saying, hey, it's just Jesus. His hometown said he can't do any mighty work. What were they saying? They were saying he's just normal. Don't bother him. Anytime they referred to him as Jesus of Nazareth, they were referring to him as common. But look at, look at blind Bartimaeus' response. Blind Bartimaeus' response was this. Jesus, thou son of David. He didn't say Jesus of Nazareth. He said, Jesus, thou son of what was he saying? He was saying, the one that was prophesied, the one that Isaiah prophesied, I recognize it's you. It's you, Jesus. It's you. I don't need any other normal Jesus. I recognize it's Jesus. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus, stop. See, when you recognize who he is, when you recognize, listen, he's not just a normal Jesus, he's the way maker. He's the healer. He's the provider. Come on, he's the one that, that made a way where there seems to be no way. Uh, he's a pillar of fire by night, uh, and he's a cloud by day. Uh, he's the one when you can step in uh, and say, hey, I don't see a way, uh, but he begins to make a way. See, there's a difference. 
See, when I recognize it's him, then, then I'm not going to act normal. But because I know him, he gets a different response from me. See, uh, about 10 years ago, I was traveling with the pastor, and we were going up to uh, Columbus, Ohio. And uh, we were in the airport. And this huge basketball star was coming through the, the airport. And there were probably 100 people trying to chase him down for an autograph and picture. I had no clue who he was. I don't keep up with basketball. And I, I, I had no clue who he was. And, and so because I, I had no clue who he was, he didn't get any response from me. But when you begin to recognize who he is, see, when you begin to recognize who Jesus is, then all of a sudden now he gets a response. When you recognize, listen, you were, you, you, you were heading to hell in a handbasket. But thank God he made a way for you. Thank God he's your savior. Thank God he's your healer. ready for the word I feel I don't even know what time I need to get off just go with it I feel at home guys I feel at home I could just flow right there this is good my uh, my notes aren't coming up so that tells me something there it goes there it goes I was like okay we'll just stay in this flow thank you praise the Lord if you have your Bibles you have your Bibles, you have your phone, you have your iPad. I want you to turn to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. We all, many of us, if you've been in church very long, you've heard this passage. But there's something about recognizing the moment. Recognizing who you are. Thank you. Thank you so much. Don't you love this worship team? Amen. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. And that he is a re rewarder to them that diligently seek him. Oh, I just hope you see that today. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. Do you realize that God created you to live a life filled of faith? That you cannot even please God. Until you operate in faith. And here he says, without faith, it's impossible. How many want to please God? It's, it's my desire daily to please him. And in order to please him, I have to live a life full of faith. 
He says, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. Believe that he is what? That he is a healer. Believe that he is a provider. Believe that he is a way maker. Believe that he is the one that can turn your life around. Believe the one that can take your burdens. And believe that he is the one. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. I, I understand that there is a sound in the earth today. Every culture has a sound. Every culture has a sound. If, if you lived in the 80s, there's a sound of the 80s. If you lived in the 90s, there's a sound of the 90s. Come on, if you yeah, grew up in the 2000s, there's a sound of 2000s. I can't tell you what sound it is today. But there, every culture has a sound. And God, what God's been showing me, he says, I want to create a culture of faith. A culture of faith that it doesn't matter what period we live in, that we continue to live in a culture of faith. That means wherever we go, uh, we shift atmospheres. Wherever we go, uh, what, what looks impossible becomes possible. Why? Because we are carriers of faith. That we bring the culture with us. Culture has a sound and sight. Every culture has a sound and a sight. So what would a culture of faith look like? If, 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 if a culture has sound and sight, I, I'm here to tell you that you'll begin to call those things that aren't as though they are. Amen. I, I, I've been uh, dealing with this in our church, and, and this whole year, all I've been teaching on is the culture of faith. I said, listen, I don't know. I just, since God is shifting some things, and, and, and I'm just talking about culture of faith. Culture of faith. This this summer has been a summer of supernaturals. We we've come expecting to see miracles everywhere I go. I'm just looking for a miracle. I'm looking for an opportunity for God to use me. I'm at the gas station. I'm pumping gas. I'm looking around. Who can I minister? Who can I touch? Who can I pray for? Why? Because I'm a culture of faith. And where, listen, culture drives. Culture drives atmospheres. Come on, culture shifts rooms. Amen. So wherever I go, I, I understand I'm, I'm about to shift something. I'm, I'm walking into rooms where people are sick. I know I'm going to go in and shift some things. Amen. Why? Because I realized God in me is greater than he that is against me. Amen. I, I want to tell you tonight that you were designed to be unhindered. You were designed to be unstoppable. Look at your neighbor and say you were designed to be unstoppable. Now, now act like you were going to preach that to your neighbor. You were designed... To be unstoppable. 
When I begin to read the word of God and whenever you look at God moving upon the children, you look at the children of Israel coming out of Egypt, they were unstoppable. Look at it, look at it. They, they begin and, and water is stopping them and, and, and all of a sudden God said, nope, keep going. And they begin to walk in the water, and the water begins to part. Why? Because they were unstoppable. God was saying, listen, if you would walk in faith, you would be unstoppable. If you begin to believe who I am in your life, you would be unstoppable. John 16 and 33 says, I told you these things, that in me you will have peace. In the world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. He says, I'm telling you these things because in me you will have peace. Not you might have peace. Not that I hope you have peace. There's no ands, ifs, or buts. He says, I do, I'm telling you this so that you know you will have peace in me. You will have peace. If you don't have peace tonight, then you might need to check where you're standing. Because he says, in me, you will have peace. If you're in the world, you will have trouble, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have already overcome the world. But where are you standing tonight? Amen. Where are you standing tonight? There's no ands, ifs, or buts. You will have peace. <laughs> the problem is, is we have adapted the culture of the world and we brought it into the church. The same mindset, the same language, and just because it affects the world does not mean it's to affect you. When you begin to read his word, then you begin to realize, listen, these things should not affect you. He says, you can walk through the fire. And what? Not get burned. That sounds like you're unstoppable to me. You can go through the water and they will not overtake you. That sounds like you're unstoppable to me. You can pick up any deadly thing and it will not harm you. That sounds like you're unstoppable to me. You can drink any poison thing. And it shall not harm you. That sounds like you're unstoppable to me. These signs shall follow them that believe. Amen. But here, here's the thing. We, we've brought in, thank you so much. We brought in the culture of the world. And we've been, we've been putting our butts in God's word. We've been putting God's butts in, in his word, or our butts in God's word. And, and when we do that, it no longer becomes God's word. I can do all things through Christ, but, but. Huh? No sickness shall come up upon me, but when it's flu season. Right? And, and we begin to put our butts in his word, and now his word becomes void. Psalms 103, who heals all 
your diseases. But when cancer comes around, I don't know. Come on. At some point, we got to take his word as this is his word. I'm not going to be wavered by, his, by what I'm going through. Why? Because I'm in his word. John 15, John 15, verse 5, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me, and I am him, will bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. I wonder how many of us are trying to do life without him. I'm wondering how many of us are praying without him how many of us are singing without him I wonder how many of us are going through the motions without him and we don't even realize it he says but without me you can do nothing if anyone does not remain in me he's like a branch that is thrown in away and withers such branches are gathered and thrown into the fire to be burned but if you remain in me and my words Remain in you. Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is my Father's glory that you bear much fruit to proving yourself to be my disciples. I, I, I want you to just look at this for a minute. If you remain in me and my words remain in you. You've you got to be connected to him. I, I, too many of us, we're trying to do it way, we're trying to be, be, be uh, uh, um, lone rangers. And, and we're trying to do something that we were never designed to do without him. See, the enemy understands that the power that you hold. Can I just tell you this, that the enemy has no creative power. The enemy has no creative power. We say this, man, the enemy's been... Giving me all kinds of hell. Nope. He has no creative power. When God created the universe and he begins to create man, he says, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every creeping thing that crawleth on the earth. Let them have, who has dominion? When he created you and I, he created us in his image and his likeness. What is his image? What is his likeness? See, we, 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 we don't know. We're, 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 some of us are trying to wonder, what would his image be? Because I can tell you this, I don't look like your pastor. So uh, his image is not the way we look. I wished I looked like him. I wish I was his size. I'm trying to get down to that size. I think I was 12 when I was that size. So, but, but that's, that's not the image. And see, the world, we look at the image on the outward. Right? But, but he says, he, John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So his image is his word. So when I begin to operate in his word, then I begin to operate in his image. Woo! 
when I begin to declare his word, then I begin to declare in his image. See, everything in the earth was created by his word. It says the worlds were framed by his word. Right? Everything he created, he created by his word except you and I. Why? Because he wanted to make sure to create you as a creative being. The only thing in the earth that can create is you and I. Think about it. There is nothing in this earth that can create like you and I. The enemy has no creative power. And so, how many realize the enemy always desired to be like God? So every time he sees you and you begin to operate in God's word, he's jealous. Why? Because he wanted to be like God. He wanted to have the same creative power as God had. But you and I have the same creative power. He's, he says in, in the word of God, I, I'll go there, that we are to be imitators of God. In, you, you, let, me, let me find that for you because I know I saw some doubts in there. I saw some like, mm, is that, that, that's, I don't, I don't know if that's so true. Let me, let me, let me, let me go down here. We are to be Ephesians 5 and 1. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do. Because you are his children. Imitate God. Have you ever seen anybody imitate? You ever seen kids imitate? And they copy? You pick your nose. No, you pick your nose. Right? You sit down. No, you sit down. And they copy. To be imitators is to copy, to be like, to talk like, to act like. And here he's saying to be imitators of God. See, see the enemy doesn't want you to hear this word. Because once you understand who you are in Christ, once you begin to understand the creative power that God put in you, how he formed you, how he shaped you, how he molded you, how powerful your words are. See, the enemy, all of a sudden, now you're going to be, you're going to be running towards the gates of hell. Why? Because you realize there's power in your words. See, we are to be imitators of God, the, the very creative power he put in us. How did God create? By his words. See, I, I realize, you know, a lot of times we focus all on his presence. Like, Lord, it just, I just need your presence. I just need you. And we can bathe in his presence. We can soak in his presence. And there's a time for that. But can I just tell you, you can be in his presence and still not be changed. You can be in his presence and still your situation remains the same. Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness covered the face of the deep. And the spirit of the God hovered over the waters. 
the Spirit of God is over the earth and is still in chaotic form. So just because his presence is there does not mean things would begin to change. Verse 3, then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Can I, can I just tell you, you can have his presence, but if you don't, if you don't ever declare his word, You need to declare your words over your children. You need to declare his word over your life. You need to declare his word over your finances. You need to declare his word over your health. You need to declare his word over your body, over your mind, over your heart, over your attitude. You need to declare his word. It's not enough just to be in his presence. You've got to speak a thing. See, see, here's the thing. The enemy knows the creative power in your words. The Bible says life and death are in the power of your words. In Mark, Jesus says this. If you have faith as a seed of a mustard, you can say to the mountain, be removed and cast into the sea. And do not doubt in your heart, but believe that which you say will come to pass. The mountain has to get up and be removed. Because you will have what you will say. You will have what you will say notice that you will have what you will say it's not that you meditated on that mountain it's not that you hope that that mountain moved he says when you speak to the mountain because you got a creative force on the inside of you why because you were created in the image and in the likeness of God see when you get this you're going to walk different when you get this, you're not going to look at your circumstances the same way. When you get this, you're not going to look at your mountain the same way. When you get this, you're not going to look at your giant the same way. Why? Because you realize God created you in his image and his likeness. But here's what, what happens. Listen, we, we think the enemy's you know, creating all kinds of havoc. All he has to do is put a thought in your mind. As a man thinketh, so is he. So if you think you're going to have the worst year and you start declaring, oh, I don't know about this year. Ooh, I don't think it's going to be a good year. Oh, you know what? COVID's going around. I don't know. I'm probably going to get it. Guess what? You will have what you say you will have. What you declare you will have. Good or bad. Because as a man thinketh, so is he. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. So when it's down in your heart, it's something you believe. And as you believe it, whether it's good or bad, you begin to speak it. Now it, it exists. We don't even realize. He says you are snared by the words of your mouth. We don't even watch it. We say stuff like this. Man, that just kills me. Man, that, I, that, that, uh, I'm dead. Right? What, what, what are some things that people say that, that we don't even realize? Just, 
You know, I'll, I'll be paying for this for the rest of my life. These school loans, this, I'll be paying on this all my life. We say stupid stuff like this. And now the words are out there. Did you realize the word of God says this, that you will give an account for every idle word that was spoken out of your mouth? You, you will give an account for every idle word. What is that? That is a word that you believe. We come to pass. Amen. Every idle word, any word that opposes God's word. So if, if the image is God's word, right? The image is God's word. Christ was, uh, uh, was made flesh and dwelt among us, right? And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So his image, Christ's image, was the word, made flesh. Was it not? So if Christ's image is his word, you know, many people are talking about the Antichrist. What is the Antichrist image? Opposing word. Anything that opposes God's word. That's the Antichrist image. And we don't even realize that we are walking in the Antichrist image anytime we say, man, I'm just getting, I, that is killing me. Now, my, I, mean, my, I mean, that's a pain in my neck. Every time they come around, there's a pain in my neck. That is an antichrist image. We don't even think about it. And we're destroyed for the lack of knowledge. And we just, we just say stuff like it's no big deal. It, we, just, we, just, we just speak it out. But we have to guard our heart. Because what we believe and what we take in, we'll begin to declare out. So if his word is not in us, his word's not going to come out of us. He says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. See, when his word is abiding in me, I'm, I'm looking to share his word. The, the other day, the other day. Uh, I, I always go to this gas station racetrack by my house, and I'm always looking for people to minister to. Just looking right there, I'm pumping gas, and 4 o'clock in the morning, this homeless guy comes up to me. <coughs> I was a little scared at this time. I was just kind of like a little frightened. He just jumped on me and uh, kind of taken by surprise, and he said, Hey, uh, my wife's in the car with the baby, and I hear the baby crying in the car, and like we need we just need formula i've heard this story before but then i was like okay god is this you know is this you you want me to do something here and he says we just need to buy formula and it's like 20 bucks you know how expensive formula can get and i said i don't have any cash on me i said i'll run in the gas station i'll get cash i'll come back out he goes well i'll pump the gas in for you i said you don't need to do that it's, it's already running he goes, no, I'm going to feel like I'm doing something for you. I said, whatever. It's, I mean, it's already pumping right now. So he, he grabs it, you know, and he's pumping the gas. I go in there, and it, my, my uh, car was on E. It was on E. I go in there, get money, bring, come back out, give him money. And he goes, I don't know what happened, but it stopped at $12. I said, no, it should be about 50 bucks. 
I'm pushing it, I'm pushing it, nothing, nothing else. They're just clicking off, clicking off, clicking off. Like, that's strange. Maybe it's not working. Oh, well, I'll just put it, put it up, and $12 will get me a couple days. And so uh, I get in the car. It's on full. And I'm like, this is strange. It was on E. My light was on. $12, it's on full. I, I go into my dad, and I said, Dad, I said, I've been looking for just miracles. I've been looking for opportunities to, to be a blessing. I've been looking for, because I know God, that God operates in those areas. And so, so uh, I said, I, it was the strangest thing. My car's full on $12. I said, that's a supernatural miracle. I'm driving this car for a week, and it's not moved from full. I, I go in my dad's office. I said, Dad, you got to come out of here. I said, come out of here, check my car out. I said, I've been driving this thing for a week. Normally, it's, it's half full. I've been driving it for a week, and now it's still on full. And, and I'm just seeing the hand of God operate. And why? Because I was obedient and being faithful, looking for an opportunity. See, when you, when you begin to operate in faith, all things are possible. All things are possible. Your gas tank can be full for over a week. It was two weeks and it stayed full. On the, on the third week, I was thinking, okay, come on, come on. And it started going down. I was like, you devil. I was hoping I was going to drive that thing for a year with a full tank. I was hoping to come up here and have a testimony and tell you, man, my tank is still full. I want you to go out there and look at it. Actually, I'm driving my dad's electric car. <laughs> Pray for me. I don't even know if I'm going to get back. It's funny. Um, I, I, I want you to I see something. Y'all getting anything? God never does anything without first saying it. I, I'm trying to talk more about a culture of faith. Faith has a sound. Sound comes first before sight. Sound comes first before sight. You'll hear a plane before you'll see it. Sound comes first before sight. And that's how God operates. Before God ever does anything, there's a sound. That's why he had prophets in the Old Testament. Why? Because he needed someone to declare what God was about to do. See, God will not override man's authority. God will not override. Why? Because he says, let them have dominion. He didn't say, let us have dominion. He removed himself from it. He gave man the power and authority. Did he not? And so when Jesus came on the earth, he showed us how to operate. He showed us, he says, the things I do, if you believe the things I do, you will do greater than the things I've done. But you've got to believe it. You say, well, that's just Jesus. No, no, no. He says the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, it dwells in you. 
it, it dwells in you. Amen. But you have to believe it. You have to say, you know what? I, I believe that I can have a culture of faith wherever I go. A culture of faith is creating an atmosphere that when you speak a thing, God moves upon it. Why? Because the Bible says he watches over what? His word to perform it. But if you do not speak his word, there's nothing for him to perform. Amen. Many of you, you're speaking the wrong thing out. You say, man, my husband's a deadbeat. Come on. My kids are in the terrible two stages. You need to change your language. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, the problem is, is we've adapted and we've adapted to the cultures of this world and we speak like the world. Amen. And so this is why we don't see uh, the supernatural like God wants us to see it. We, we don't operate in the supernatural because we, we cannot speak doubt and faith. You cannot speak doubt in faith. I want, I want to show you something. Matthew 12 and 34. What time do I need to end? Seven? Okay. Oh, generation, uh, uh, generation of vipers, how can you be evil speaking good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man, out of the good treasure of her heart, Brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil any of you lack wisdom, he should ask of God, who gives generously to all who, uh, without finding fault, <clears throat> but he must ask in faith, what, he must ask when, in faith, without doubting, because he who doubts is like a wave in the sea, blown and tossed by the wind, that the man should not expect to receive anything from the Lord, for he is a double-minded man, and he's unstable in all of his ways. What is he saying? He's saying you cannot speak faith and doubt. You cannot expect to receive anything from the Lord speaking faith and doubt. What does that look like? It's like, well, I'm, I'm believing for my miracle. I'm believing for a healing, but, but I don't know. Still feeling pain. And what we do is we, we say what we see. We say what we see and we get what we say. Let me say that again so you can get it. We say what we see and we get what we say. So if you don't like what you have, then change what you're saying. Amen. If your boss... Is a pain in the neck. Quit saying he's a pain in the neck because that's what you are declaring. He's always going to be a pain in the neck. He's always going to be a pain in the neck because you're saying what you're seeing and you're getting what you're saying. 
though you've got to call those things that aren't as though they are. That's the culture of faith. Calling those things that aren't as though they are. That's when you begin to operate in the image of God. When God created the heavens and the earth, the Bible says that the earth was without form and void and darkness covered the face of the deep. You didn't see God say, oh, my goodness, this is dark. This is chaotic. What did he do? He began to call what you did not see to come to pass. See, we have to be, as, as people of God, we have to begin to call those things that aren't as though they are. I want, I want to show you one last thing. It's kind of all over the place. I'm sorry. I hope you're getting something out of this. Second Corinthians 4 and 18. While we do not look at the things which are seen. I want you to see that. While we do not look at the things which are seen. You may be seeing cancer. He says, while we do not look at those things. See, don't focus on, on your mountain. Don't, don't focus on your problem. He says this, but... The things, here's what we look at. The things that are not seen. What is that? His word. Healing, healing is in his word. But you may not feel your healing. You may not see your healing. But you need to declare the healing over your body, over your mind, over your house. Now no, notice, notice, this, this is what stood out at me and this is. This caused me to run around the house. For the things which are seen. Whew, I don't know what you're looking at tonight. I don't know what you've been staring at. I don't know what kind of giant you've been facing. I don't know what kind of mountain you're looking at. I don't know what kind of valley you're in. I don't know what kind of situation. It may look like an impossible situation. But this is what he says. For the things which are seen are temporary. See, when you have a, a different perspective, when you have a perspective of faith, when you have a perspective of his word, then you realize the things that are seen are temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Amen. That's what we have to do. We have to begin to speak the eternal word into our situation. We got to bring heaven into earth. That's why he says, whatever you bind on earth, it will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth, it will be loose in heaven. Can I just tell you, when you open up your mouth, you move heaven. Quit just waiting on heaven to move. God's waiting on you to move. He's waiting on you to speak. But here's the thing. you got to be connected. He says, I'm the vine, you are the branch, and apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus was this example. He says, I don't say what I want to say. I only say what my Father tells me to say. I don't do what I want to do. I only do what my Father tells me to do. Why? Because I'm connected to my Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Why? Because I'm an imitator of my Father. 
See, the only Christ they're going to see is in you. In your words. In your actions. In your deeds. They should be able to recognize that you are connected to Christ. He says, I am the vine. You are the branch. Apart from me, you can do nothing. See, there's something powerful about being connected. Can I have that speaker back there? I, I had a, a Bluetooth speaker back there. I was plugging up. I had this example come to me as I was driving here. I had to go by Ross to get it. Thank you. <laughs> I was trying to find one I could put a battery in. Whoops. My phone's down here. Can you hold that speaker? It should be hooked up. Can I just tell you, that speaker has no power to play sound by itself. It has to be connected to a source. You have your mic? You want to put your mic to it? So, you know, here's a song. That's all I can find right now. Now, now we're hearing some sound come out. But we realize that there is no uh, power within itself to, to create that music. It has to be connected to the source that has the sound. And here's the problem. Here's the problem. We get connected, and, and as we are connected, we get, we get doing our own thing, and we get disconnected. And, and, and we gotta get, we got to get back into church. we got to get back into our prayer life. And as we get back, all of a sudden, now we got the sound back. And, and then, and then we, we, we begin to walk around and we move around. And, and we think, oh, man, I'm getting higher up here. Things are great. And as we move around, did you turn it off? It's on, right? See, see but, but as soon as I get closer... There we go. We get connected again. See, don't get apart from the word. Stick close to the word knowing that your source is through there. Now, now notice it, it kind of changed the atmosphere when I played that. But let, 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 me, let, me, let me give you a, a song that will shift atmospheres. I need one of y'all's worship songs. Turn it up if you can. And something happens when we begin to get connected to the right sound. Atmospheres shift when we get into the right sound. And it doesn't matter what situation you're in. As long as you're connected, you still got a sound. As long as you're connected to the source, you still got to praise. As long as you're still connected to the vine, you still got to worship. As long as you're connected to the source, you still got a prayer life. You still... Oh. Now, 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 I want you to see something. I want you to see something. Can you... Can, can you I hate to do this to you, Pastor. Uh, get on your knees. See, it doesn't matter how long you get, as long as you're connected 
to the sound, you still got a sound. It doesn't matter how rough things get. The sound does not change as long as he's connected. You may go through some hell, but as long as you're connected, you still got a sound. You may go through some troubled times, but as long as you're connected, you still got a sound. Come on, you got a sound this morning. Hallelujah. I hated to do that to you, Pastor. I can't even turn the sound off, see? Doesn't matter how, how much you turn that power off, it's connected. See, there's something about being connected. I am the vine, you are the branch. Apart from you, or apart from him, you can do nothing. But as long as I'm connected, all things are possible. Can you see a difference? See, see, you can go into the hospital bed room and not worry about whether you're going to contract COVID. Why? Because you're, you're a, a person of faith. The Bible says no disease shall come upon you. See, we got to declare this daily. I have, I have our church declaring it 20, 21 days. I should have brought those, man. 21 days declaring the promises of God. And I personalized them to make it about saying, I will walk in the favor of the Lord. I declare that I'm under the umbrella of God. That I have favor with God. I'm blessed in the city and I'm blessed in the field. You got to declare it. Listen, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Notice you got to speak it. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing. I, I kept on saying that. Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Which tells me faith is gone until I begin to speak it. Let's say Pastor Israel is faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And when I declare that I am a child of God, I'm an heir and join heir, that I, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. When I begin to declare it, and he's faith, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you're not declaring it, you'll never receive the faith. Amen. I, I, I don't want to take any more time. I know you got you to gotta go. I, I want us to stand just for a moment. See, what, what I believe the Lord was sharing with us tonight, one, is it's up to you. A lot of times we put it up on the man of God. And, and, we, and, and here's the thing. A lot of times... We believe the Jesus in the man of God that's on the stage, right? We believe that, oh, he's operating under the anointing. But what about when it comes to you? Isn't it amazing how we doubt the Jesus in us? Christ in you. Why is it that we doubt the Jesus in us 
but we don't doubt the Jesus in the pasture. See, he wants you to operate. And he wants you to put a demand. I love what your pastor was talking to me. He's talking to me about the new building. So exciting. And he said the banker, when everything was, uh, he showing the property around. And, and the banker said, this is how much it's going to cost. And if you don't have this, then uh, you can't, if you can't get a loan for this, then, you know, there's no need to come back. And this, this is it's done. You will find someone else. And he says, what do you, what do you mean? What, what, what makes you think we're going to use a bank? What makes you think we don't have cash? And, and he gets out to the car and he said, oh, my goodness, what did I just say? <laughs> what he didn't realize was he was just declaring in faith. <laughs> so that God could move upon that word. See. What you, what you failed to live in is because you failed to speak in yesterday. We have to declare the life we want to live. You, you should get up every morning, you know, and we say stuff like this. We say, man, when, 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 when I got in my 40s, oh, my goodness, I felt it. No. You know what we should say? We should look in the mirror and say, man, when I turn 40, I feel greater now than I did in my 20s. Because if it could happen to Joshua and Caleb when they were 40, now they're 80, and they are still fit. Right? So we should declare that. We should declare, man, my skin is tighter than ever. Why not? You have not, the Bible says you have not because you ask not. you got to declare it. Amen. Here, when, when it comes to eating, now this is, this is what God has been showing us in our body. Now, now this has only been three weeks that I've been teaching this. And I've been trying to dump all three weeks into tonight. So that's why I'm all over the place, I feel like. But hopefully you're getting this. Um, what, here's, here's the thing. Like when, when it comes to eating, you know, I'm not, I'm not canceling the calories. I'm not, I'm not doing that. What I'm doing is I'm telling my body, I, I don't have to eat what I think I have to eat. I only eat what my body desires for me to eat. I no longer say, man, I have to have a piece of cake. Amen. Man, I could die for some ice cream right now. No. I, 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 I begin to change how I confess it. Amen. If you change your confession, you'll see your life begin to change. You receive that? You receive that? Now this last minute. I'm not going to pray over you. I am going to ask you to start declaring. It's up to you. The, the Bible says it, it, it's the pastors, the teachers, the prophets, the evangelists. 
but to equip the work of the ministry for the saints. See, the problem is we put so much on the man of God that we forget the God in us. You are to do. See, there's only so much Pastor Israel can do. There's only so many people he can pray for. But can you imagine if you begin to operate in the same authority and the same power? Can you imagine what you could do outside? So, so just, I, 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 want you, I want you, one, just for one minute, one minute if that, even if that long. But I want you to declare. I want you to declare the promises of the Lord. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. I thank you that I walk in favor. I thank you that I have the mind of Christ. I thank you, Lord, that you watch over your word to perform it. And I thank you that your word rules and reigns over my life. Come on, just go ahead and do it right now. Come on, declare over your children. Lord, I thank you that I have beautiful and wonderful children. That they walk in the favor of God. That they are increasing in wisdom and in knowledge beyond their years. Lord, I thank you that they know how to operate in the power and the authority of God. That you have created them in the image and the likeness of God. That this world cannot tell them who they are. You tell them who they are. They are a child of God. They are an heir and join heir. They are girls. They are boys. There is no confusion because they realize who they are in Christ. Come on, declare it, declare it, declare it. I thank you that my heart is healthier than ever. I thank you that my blood vessels are healthy. I thank you, Lord, that my bones are stronger and my muscles are stronger than ever. I thank you, Lord, that I can operate clearly. I thank you. I want you to declare it. Go ahead, declare it. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you that I am healthy. I thank you, Lord that my gut is healthy. I thank you, Lord, that my lungs are healthy. I thank you, Lord, that I am made completely whole in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that I walk in divine, divine favor. I thank you that I am blessed in the city and I am blessed in the field. I thank you wherever I go, blessings follow me. Mercy and grace follow me all the days of my life. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you for doors opening. I thank you, Lord, for opportunities opening. And I declare it right now in the name of Jesus. I declare finances coming in. I thank you, Lord, that my finances are increasing. I thank you, Lord, that there are, there are overflowing. It is abundant. Lord, I thank you. The world system says it's going to take a whole lifetime to pay off. But in the kingdom, we realize it can be debt canceled in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a hand. Praise. You were blessed tonight.